messed up. Hello and welcome to Take It to the Hub, Davis Senior High School's number one sports podcast. This is Owen Yanker joined alongside um, by Will Bodendorfer and Dylan Lee and a blast from the past. Special guest, Thomas Owide is here. Thomas. Everyone clap it up. Yeah, Thomas. Thomas, how are you doing, man? I'm doing great, man. Doing great. Glad back in your home in the yeah. war room. Give us a little update. Where are you at in the in the podcast game right now? I I, been, I, I had a radio show first semester. I, uh, I played some rap music. Oh, that's cool. That's and, uh, cool. But I, you know, I, nothing nothing matches taking it to the hub, boys. Yeah, it's, no, it's, it's good to be back. It's good to be there back. Have it. Word from an official uh, Missouri student: there, there is no podcast in the entire United States that is good as Take to the Hub. That's as good as fact. <laughs> All right. So we're <laughs> there. You have it. Um, Thomas Luide is here, and we're going to talk about some sports today. So the first thing we're going to talk about is Davis High Baseball. The Davis High School baseball team, led by Dan Ariola, is currently sitting at a 9-0 record. They're undefeated. They are ranked 5th in the nation and third by Max Reps and third in the state of California. Well, you know, I'm going to have to contradict you there, uh, Owen. Yeah, she said they're, they're led by Dan Ariola, but I would beg to differ. I believe they're led by... Our hub's very own and all-star pitcher Eaton Tuttle, who will MVP. MVP, if I'm not mistaken. The yeah. So now that you mentioned Eaton Tuttle, that'll be the day. Coach Ariola has actually been quoted saying that Eaton Tuttle is the future of Davis well, High baseball. What do you think? Really? Which leads us to our next segment. What do you think about that? Project where Eaton Tuttle goes in the 2017 MLB draft. Let's hear it. Uh, I've got a number two. Number two. Oh, yeah. wow. That's a yeah, hot I think, take. Yeah, I think he goes one, Kreidler goes two. Wow. And oh, Kreidler, because after seeing Eaton, Kreidler's career just goes in flames after having Eaton taken before him. You actually think Ryan Kreidler's going to get drafted? I could see them having a You know what? Good idea. Undrafted. Never mind. Eaton's number one, Kreidler's undrafted, and his career goes down Eaton number one's a little bold for me. You know, there's always a couple of Cuban prospects that come up. There's always a couple, like, dark horses... And, and the first pick is always a surprise, but you got to go with that safe bet, that guaranteed all-star, that 10-year starter that's going to be the face of your franchise for years to come. That's Eaton Tuttle at number two. So, Thomas, obviously we've seen Eaton pitch play a little more than you have, but what have you seen from Eaton? What do you think of him? Yeah, I, I think Eaton could step in at Mizzou and, and you know, be, be the number one pitcher. I, I think he'd step in at Florida, you know, the best team in the country. He could step in and, and be their number one, too. I, I mean... This kid, his future is so bright. <laughs> SEC baseball the ceiling is up. He, I know higher than the war room ceiling. Which title's got potential? If you're not here, the war room is a massive room. It's huge. The ceiling is very high. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Eaton did come in and pitch, I believe, five innings. Yeah. Is that correct? In the championship game against Sarah of the Boris Classic, which uh, the Davis High team won over spring break. Um, and so he was awarded uh, MVP for the game, I believe. Uh, because of his pitching, uh, Owen has it down here. He's throwing around 65 to 70 miles an hour. I was thinking more low 80s, uh, mid 80s, but I mean, know, radar, radar guns always malfunction. Yeah, yeah. You, you never know what you're. I always bring my own getting. radar gun, and I was at that game. I clocked Eaton at 92, 93 <laughs> in the early innings. That I will admit that his velocity did drop to the high 80s, uh, oh. hovering <laughs> around 90 wow. toward the fifth inning. But um, his, he's got great change of pace, pitches great stuff. Wonderful delivery, wonderful uh, makeup out there on the mound. He's got a great body for pitching, you know. Uh, that's the full scouting yeah. report. So, uh, Owen, this team is, like you mentioned, 9-0, and heading into the league pretty soon here. So why don't you take, take us through the team a little bit, through the pitching, through the bats, 
Uh, you know, what's working for this team right, right. now? Right, so obviously we've been um, focusing on Eaton Tuttle, but there are a lot of other fresh arms that Daniel Areola has in his dugout. We've got Tyler Mortensen, who is a, is he a sophomore? Sophomore now. He is a sophomore. He is 2-0. and Obviously, none of the pitchers have taken a loss this year since the team is undefeated. Tyler Mortensen has two wins. Peter Frame, a senior. Overrated. Oh, it's 3-0, oh, though. I think Peter's one of the worst players on these teams, and I'd like to see him get less playing time. I don't like the way Ariel is deploying him as a pitcher. I don't, like his, arm. I don't like his arm. It's I don't like his arm. No, it's very, it's very interesting that Dylan He's Lee says that. He's been supported by the offense. Dylan Lee, who was just glorifying Eaton Tuttle, is mm -hmm. um, crapping on um, Peter Frame here. That's they fair. are two extremely similar pitchers. They no. both have almost identical arm action. I feel action. like every time we talk about baseball, we have to mention that Dylan was cut. Because I feel like it might be, there might be a hidden agenda See, here. The difference possibly. between Peter and Eaton is that Eaton is the future. Eaton throws about 15 miles an hour harder than Peter does. Um, he's essentially the perfect prototypical pitcher. If I were to build a pitcher in a lab to be drafted by an MLB team and to lead a team to a championship... It would look very suspiciously <laughs> similar to Eaton Tuttle. Yeah, Peter Frame, not doing it for me, man. All right, so other pitchers that Dan Ariel has. Um, Pierce Tujo. Pierce actually missed the season last year with some with a shoulder strain. He's back this year. He um, is yet to allow a run. He hasn't pitched yeah. that many innings, though. They're still trying to keep his arm um, nice. And then we also have Diesel. 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 Ryan Bell, he's also 2-0. And then obviously we've got some uh, some fresh arms in the bullpen. Raymond Young, very fresh arm. Very fresh arm. Freshest as they come. And then we've got um, style wise number one in terms of this pitching. Uh, so no, then I would say. no. Oh really? Yeah, they actually don't let you wear long sleeve shirts out on the baseball team. Oh, well, so. okay. And then Davis High has their lockdown um, closers: Dan Hendrickson, who's a senior, and Tyler um, Gibson, Gibson yeah. who is a junior. And then what about on the offensive side, Owen? All right, off the, on the offensive side, wow. They have got some power hitters. We've got UCLA-bound Ryan Kreider, yes, shortstop, obviously. He's batting 348. We've got um, Ryan Holgate. He's their left fielder. He's currently batting 355 and has 11 RBIs. And he's a sophomore that's committed to, to Cal, Cal, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah I believe okay. he's committed to Berkeley. Right. We've got the hard-hitting catcher, Hunter Jury. He was um, good in the postseason last year. He's batting 444. Okay. And, and, and that's not even the highest batting average. The highest batting average on the team right now is the right fielder, Gabe Gutierrez. He's currently slashing 462. Woo! That's like two times the Mendoza. Line. Wait, where's uh, where's, <laughs> where's uh, Solomon Beers Ariel? In this? Solomon Beers Ariel, I mean, he's missed a few games. He had he oh, had a, okay. um, a shoulder strain, but I see. I'm I'm telling you, he's gonna be up there too. I'm, he, he missed a couple of games in observance of Rosh Hashanah earlier. That is season. correct. That is correct. Okay. Um, so, but the Devils have some hot bats. Another one I want to mention: Reed Hessel. He had four RBIs in that uh, championship Ooh. game against uh, Sarah. Sarah. Sarah High School. So look out for Reed Hessel over at second base. So. I mentioned the game against Sarah. It was a 10-6 to win last weekend. That win qualifies Davis to play in the um, Boris Classic State Championship on May 7th at UC Berkeley. Wow. This is, one of, this is one of the top tournaments in the country. And Davis is I believe be, it is uh, Scott Boris, right? The yeah, agent, the sports yeah. agent. So this is a big tournament. This is a big opportunity for, uh, obviously, Eaton Tuttle. Yeah, to get his a lot name of out scouts there. there. A lot of scouts. A lot of scouts. Absolutely. Um, I assume they're going to be there only for Eden. Uh, they yeah, might, they might think... take in a couple I... of other yeah. events as well. Yeah, I think Ryan Crowder's coming off the radar now. No, Eden's going to shine so bright that I think it'll kind of overshadow everybody <laughs> yeah. else. Anyway, so obviously this team looks good, but uh, I guess we'll just go quickly through predictions uh, for league this year. So Dylan, what do you think? Um, I've got this team winning the section as long as they keep frame off the mound as often as possible. <laughs> All right, Thomas. Uh. 
I think they go either one or two with Elk Grove because that's one of like the best rivalries in in area yeah. high school baseball. But uh, you know, this is a lot like the team that won in twenty fourteen, and I think you know <coughs> you got a lot of good players all around, and that's going to take you. They're they're going to get far in the playoffs this year. Yeah, um, I agree. I think this is one of the better baseball teams we've seen. I don't even think they're playing at their potential yet. I think they they still have got room to improve. Um, I think you maybe see them lose, you know, a tough contest, maybe Jesuit or Elk Grove uh, to Sheldon the other, or with Sheldon Matt Manning. with Matt Manning, maybe when he's pitching. Uh, so I could see them dropping a game or two, but I agree. I think they'll uh, take sections, and then who knows? I'm gonna have to agree with Will there. I think maybe one or two losses in league, but other than that, the team is gonna stay basically undefeated. So yeah. I want to hear. We obviously we kind of went through the roster there. If you have a sleeper candidate, obviously we mentioned Eaton, so I'm gonna say you can't mention Eaton here. <sighs> But Dylan did mention Solomon Beers Ariel, their center fielder. I know Will was at the game at Rayleigh Field. Oh, he had a couple big grabs. Yes. What do you think of Solomon? Uh, I really like what he's you know bringing out in the middle of the field. I think, like we said, this team has room to improve, and I think he's one of those guys. Um, along with, uh, I was really impressed by Hunter Jury's play. Um, I think he had two doubles, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken, in the Rocking game. Um, but I think you know a lot of these kind of younger guys are stepping up, and I think eventually the seniors will kind of uh, you know bring what they've you know done more recently in their career. Basically, they'll kind of catch up to the sophomores playing uh, really well, and, you know, I think this team could play better than they're playing right now. Thomas, obviously you're not as familiar with the team, but is there a certain player that you think is like a dark horse player? Um, you know, I, I do think, you know, he didn't play last year. You mentioned him earlier. I do think Pierce, he, I watched him throw two years ago against Laguna Creek. Uh, you know, shutdown guy. You know, when you're when you're when you get in the playoffs and you're gonna have to play these two three game series in the section championship game and whatever, you're gonna need that pitching depth. So I think he's a guy to look out for. Um, I want to keep an eye on uh, Reed Dirtbag Hessel. He's a sophomore, a lot of potential. He's a good guy. Um, good guy. Yeah, you know, <laughs> on and off the on and off the field, he's a wonderful fellow. A lot of potential. Makes great contact. He puts bat on ball, you know, bat on ball more often than anyone I've ever seen. He does really good out there. All right. All right. And the player I want to single out is Mason Shorts. Mm. He is mm. the bullpen catcher Ooh. for uh, the Blue Devils. That kid has very got... important job. You got to warm up those pitches. Of course, yeah, yeah. I actually did that um, sophomore year. I was the bullpen <laughs> catcher for the JV team. So a little, yeah. little shout out there. I actually got a black eye. Um, Jacob Guerrero hit me with his gyro ball. I thought Creeley <laughs> smacked you. Yeah, Coach Creeley might have hit me. I might have got hit with a pitch. I'm not telling. But uh, yeah, much respect for bullpen catchers. Mason Shorts has some guns. Watch for out for arms. Watch out for arms. Let's be politically correct here. Um, he's a good player. All right, so the Devils um, start league play um, April 11th against Franklin, and then they're ending on May 11th versus Pleasant Grove, so it should be a fun ride for them. But now let's talk a little bit about the NCAA Final Four for basketball, Will. Yeah, so we have Villanova and Oklahoma playing on one side of the bracket, and on the other side we have North Carolina and the sleeper, really no one else predicted Syracuse I University. Predicted oh, you did? Yeah. I remember you, I believe you picked Villanova to win, and that you're argument was that no yeah we okay no you're gonna want to check the archives because i'm sure big syracuse <laughs> okay well then for the record we have no archives <laughs> you're gonna check them if you check them i definitely pick syracuse wow okay do you have syracuse winning it all dylan or is that uh, i have actually since okay. since early november <laughs> really? seen, I, yeah. wow <laughs> i saw this one coming from miles away and frankly i don't see how you guys could have missed it um this the the talent that this team has is a perfect fit for this type of tournament play you know it's just uh, they got a lot of momentum coming in, as I knew they would for years now, really. Um, and 
they just they have the right combination, that right chemistry, and I have a really good feel about this team. Okay, uh, Thomas Villanova in Oklahoma. Who are you picking? Uh, I got I got Oklahoma. I just think you know. Wow, coming from a Missouri Tiger. Yeah, that's picking be the tough. Sooners. Yeah, you know, that's I just I just feel like you know Villanova's Villanova's gonna choke one away at some point. You know, as soon as as soon as you expect them to do something, they always just manage to piss it away. <laughs> so I think that I think in the Final Four is that perfect opportunity. Yeah. On the other side, I got North Carolina because Syracuse. Come on now, Dylan. They're not Put even. Like, they're the not archives. even a top we'll fifty team in the country. Week. What? Put this in the archives. We'll bring it up next week or whenever the final four ends. Um, yeah, I'm gonna agree uh, on the North Carolina Syracuse side. I think North Carolina is just too, you know, well polished of a team, especially with Bryce Johnson. I think he's gonna have a big game. Good lord. And then on the other side, uh, I actually think Oklahoma is after Buddy Heald's what was a 37 point game. Yeah. Uh, I don't, hopefully, Kobe Bryant is in the stadium again, uh, and he's gonna go for 40, 50 points. I don't know, but the man is playing out of his mind. Um, and I think he's going to lead this team not only to a win over Villanova, but then I think they beat North Carolina in the championship as well. Owen, what about you? Um, I uh, disagree completely with Thomas. Oh, okay. oh. I think oh. Villanova has what it takes to win a championship, and I'm going to say Villanova beats Oklahoma. I'm with Dylan, though. Syracuse is going to upset North Carolina. There we go. Wow. Finally, somebody Everybody's Cinderella. And then Syracuse is going to take a slip and lose to Oklahoma in the championship. Good Lord. Villanova. You said Villanova. Yeah, sorry. Villanova in the championship. My bad. So you said so cautiously you think Oklahoma's <laughs> going to win this game. I don't know. Maybe there's something just gnawing in my brain there that's, that's telling me I should be picking. Probably thinking about Mason Shorts' big guns. Yeah, I'm still, yeah. I'm still a little distracted. <laughs> still counting the base. Still a little bit flustered. <laughs> so now we are going to play our game. Today we're going to play some over-under. So I'm going to throw some topics at the boys here. And you're going to tell me whether you think they are over or underrated. So our first topic. We talked about it earlier. Davis High School pitcher Eaton Tuttle. Dylan, let's start with you. <clears throat> um, I think of Eaton is a really underrated prospect. You know, he's rated very well, obviously, by colleges and scouts across the nation. And he's, by the official take it yeah, to the hub, on top the last, 200. The most recent uh, baseball prospectus had Eaton Tuttle ranked as um, the number four prospect in the country. Wow. Um, wow. Including wow. all MLB teams and farm systems. <laughs> this is actually... Not you're saying underrated. This is not confirmed, but I will. That's a Dylan Lee guarantee that that's a true fact. So I'm going to definitely say he's still underrated because there's no one better than Eaton Tuttle in okay. this league, in this country, to build a team around. There you go. As I said, the perfect prototype. Okay. High praise. All right, Thomas. Uh, I'm going to say I'm going to say underrated. I, I think we're looking at a little uh, Chris Prince wow. in 2014 Ooh, yeah. kind of okay. story. Like that you know? comparison. We, you know, it's unheralded guy. You know, he he comes in, wins a game. And what do you know? Like, he hits a big time. So, like, let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Uh, I'm going to go underrated as well. Kind of a theme here. But I think, you know, what, what we don't see in his pitching stats is the the uh, the team chemistry he brings. This guy, oh, yeah. I was at, at the that Rayleigh Field game. I would say upwards of hundred, uh, upwards of 200 high fives were given by, wow. by Eaton wow. Tuttle. Wow. I think that is he Mitchell brings Williams the team together, almost. brings the team together, keeps the team chemistry high, the team morale high. Um, and I think that, along with his prolific... Pro, prolific, excuse me, pitching ability. Two P's right there. That's alliteration. Uh, I believe this boy <laughs> is underrated. So a little side question here. You did mention Eaton Tuttle had around 200 high fives. Mm -hmm. That's, like Dylan mentioned, mentioned that's Mitchell Williams-esque. Actually, Mitchell Williams currently holds the Delta League record for most high fives given in a season <laughs> with 52,343. That is correct. Now, now, that number has not is been Is that a Dylan League guarantee any... as well? Or... No, that's, that's an official. That's a fact. That's, that's yeah. official. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Not it's, that my other it's, a, it's, a, it's a Delta stats, League record. You so, can, you can find so it on I haven't website. seen these numbers even approached by another player in recent memory, but Eaton could have a chance if he keeps up his current pace, his current attitude, and he gets the same amount of 
of opportunity as he has been getting. Now, this would be historic. Absolutely. And I don't want to jinx it too early, but I believe Eden has a chance at the high five record. Wow. <laughs> wow. That is... You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> it is the young season, I'll say that. So now I want to know. Eaton Tuttle, Mitchell Williams... In a fight. Mm. Mitchell Williams with his hands tied behind his back. I've seen that kid take down a fully grown grizzly bear in the wild. Are you wow. sure it wasn't his, his golden retriever blitzing? No, it was a... It was a you are not wearing... I, I will point out, Dylan is not wearing his glasses right now. It was a rabid grizzly bear. It, okay, well... Right. I saw it maul two children before Mitchell put a stop. So Eden Tuttle, he's got to live up to the Mitchell Williams numbers there. Yeah. Alright, our next topic for over-under... Missouri. Missouri as a state. Thomas Owide is a college student at the University of Missouri, so over or underrated, Dylan, Missouri is a state. Oh, definitely overrated. I've yeah. never been there, <laughs> I think that's... but I, I think it's very easy to say it's overrated. It's one of those states that really just looks the same as all the states around yeah. it in terms of the shape, the general shape, and just, like, the landscape. When it comes to, to my life, really, and, and what's relevant to me, I think of maybe... California, Oregon, you know, Texas, New York, as the only really states that matter. And everything in between is really just, it's just gray area for me, and it doesn't do it. I don't know how you can live there and still even remain relevant. So, Thomas, you want to take a jab back at Dylan here? Oh, uh, yeah, I, I'm going to say, I'm going to say Missouri is underrated. Um, I'm going to say the Midwest as a whole is underrated. You know, the, wow. the, the weather's a little bit, uh, you know, iffy. I was, it was 32 degrees the Thursday before I left to come back to mm. good old California. Um, but... Uh, the Midwest as a whole, you know, very nice people. It's uh, very flat. There's no mountains or anything. But uh, you know, it's it's, yeah. there's lots. It's lots of there's lots of trees. And, uh, All right, well, Thomas, I have to say that you come off a little bit biased here because you lived in uh, Missouri. Um, I've, I've in... never been near Missouri, which leaves me as the only unbiased source here. Uh, that, I think true. that makes my word a lot more reliable than yours. And that's a Dylan Lee guarantee right there. And that's yeah. a Dylan Lee guarantee. <laughs> um, I'm going to go underrated as well. Um, I think you just kind of... Oh, no, my bad. Excuse me. Never mind. Overrated. Whoa. <laughs> I'm sorry. Overrated for sure. It just seems like one of those states that you just kind of forget about. Um, I agree with Dylan. I think... They come up uh, when, that, they're, that's when they're... That's huh? Arkansas. Right, no, Arkansas. See, or Kansas, there's that joke kind of going on. They're the same Missouri, thing. I think, you know, they're known for, you know, I feel like the only time I hear about them is when I'm listen, hearing about the college football or college basketball program. Oh, yeah. Um, there's like professional sports. I'm trying to think. Are there any? The Blues? St. Louis Blues? <sighs> Never heard are of the them. Kansas City uh, Royals, Kansas City Royals te technically from Kansas, Missouri? Okay. Yeah, Kansas nah. City's in Missouri. It is, but technically, it is. It's See, even there, even can't. That just doesn't make sense. We could why would about it, but Kansas City is in Missouri? God damn it! Why? <laughs> no, that Kansas is so much better than Missouri that they had to give them their name for a city to make it seem yeah. interesting. Like yeah. the only reason Who people would go, go to there Kansas if it was called Missouri City. It no one is Kansas City the capital Davis. city of Missouri. I think no, it is. Jefferson City is Jeff the capital of Missouri. Wow. Okay. Good Lord. That, Jefferson City is quite possibly that. like the worst city, <laughs> capital city like ever. Oh. Okay. Well, anyway, Owen, what are your thoughts on Missouri? Uh, you know, I obviously haven't been there. I don't plan on ever going there. Good call. Overrated. Mm. Good. All right. Very fair. Next, Kyrie Irving's love life. Oh, I don't know tough. that much about this one. So I'll guys, give the story out. Yeah, yeah, tell um, me. Basically... Uh, Kyrie Irving and I believe her name's Kelani. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. Uh, an R&B singer who's famous for um, songs about being loyal. Uh, actually, she um, there's a picture of her in a, a rapper party next door from Toronto. Her ex boyfriend actually uh, he posted a picture on Instagram of the two of them in bed together. 
uh, basically signaling that she had cheated on Kyrie Irving. Um, so, so what you're saying is these girls ain't loyal. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Um, yeah, I guess you could say that. Um, but basically, you know, it's instead of Kyrie Irving's love life, let's just say over under on how many points Kyrie Irving is going to score in the next three games. Is he going to go off? Is he going to have right, a well, Kobe? And first of all, I want to draw attention to this. Just because he posted a picture with her in his bed doesn't mean they were necessarily doing anything uncouth. <laughs> could have been, been, you know, been talking strategy for the rapper's release. They could have been singing together or something. This is true. You don't always have to jump to the worst conclusions, uh-huh. although he did hint at it on social media. I think it could have been, you know, an arts and crafts time. It's, it was Easter, the holiday spirit. There's tons of different things they could be doing and tons of different explanations for this. I say we wait to hear the full story. On the other hand, I think Kyrie goes for one point. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah, I think this is really going to mess with his head. Uh, it's something that's just going to destroy him from the inside out. And uh, you can't play with that kind of stuff on your mind, you know? Okay, Thomas, how many points? Over, over under 25. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say under as well. You know, I think that I think that rapper from Toronto, he's he's just got some space, you know, rented out in Kyrie's mm-hmm. head, and it's just gonna eat, it's gonna eat away at him. And you know, next thing you know, the Cavs are gonna lose the next three games. And for uh, sure. I think uh, Kyrie loses Kalani this week. In a couple months, he's gonna lose LeBron, who Ooh. will be leaving Cleveland. Um, and so I Too think soon. he's just gonna be in a in a horrible place. Uh, he will be averaging. Maybe five points a game for this little stretch. I agree. I think I think party next door has got a place in his head, and I think whatever whatever stadium he plays at, if they do not play party next door music for the warm up music, you're missing a golden opportunity oh, yeah. to just get in the man's head. Definitely. Owen, over uh, under twenty five points. I'm gonna say under. Um, I just think he's gonna be distracted from all the all the yeah, stuff that's that going on sense. on social media and whatnot. So, under. Yeah. Last over under topic. NCAA brackets. No one ever wins. Are they overrated or are they underrated? Overrated. I haven't filled one out in four years, and I don't wow. intend on it. It's just throwing your money away, for me at least. Uh, not that I don't know anything about college basketball. I, I'm a very informed uh, take-to-the-hub uh, member. College basketball <laughs> But analyst. I don't know very much about college basketball. <laughs> there it is. It's out. All right, Thomas? Uh, I'm also going to say overrated. You know, everyone goes in expecting that you're going to have a perfect bracket, and you throw in, like, you know... 20, 30, 40 bucks, and then what do you know? They're dead, it's down the drain. Yeah. Like, just like that. When Michigan State loses to Middle Tennessee State. That's a tough one. All right, Will? I'm going to say underrated. Um, you know, I'll never pass up a chance to possibly make money off of my friends. Um, and I also believe, you know, it's kind of college basketball. I think this is one of the most exciting sports, you know, this little bra- this little tournament we have. No doubt. One of the most exciting yeah. sports Maybe events. Maybe opposite day, Will. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh... <laughs> uh, I would say it's one of the most exciting events, and I think the bracket kind of adds to that. Uh, you know, people that don't really know a whole lot about college basketball get a chance to kind of take part in it. So I think you know, I think it adds to the excitement of the whole event. I agree with I, I agree with Will here. I'm going to say NCAA um, brackets are underrated. I think it's fun to do, and I think that since everybody basically knows no one's going to get that perfect bracket, yeah. you might as well have fun with it. I picked as, as if you listened last week. I don't maybe you didn't hear it, but um. I picked my bracket completely off mascots. Yes, you did. And that I actually, my, my bracket is currently sitting at 86%. That is it? Wow. wow. That is true. And so I believe Dylan did pick CSU Bakersfield the upset. That is true. So. He did pick he, them he had some to, win, to win the well. entire championship. Yeah, win the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of wait, 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 wait a minute. Yeah. That contradicts your Syracuse pick. All right, so that is going to wrap up our episode today for Take It to the Hub. Um, thank you for listening. Any last Shout words? Shout out to Thomas for being here. <laughs> Thomas, yes, Alum- thank you for coming. Take It to the Hub alum. Yeah, I miss this. I miss this, boys. I really do. Oh, yeah, it's been a pleasure having you. <laughs> Take it to the Hub.